This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. I am so happy in the way that everyone come back so focused, so happy to join us again. Hello, I'm Ant and this is On The Left Side, the perfect antidote to all those other football shows that take things far too seriously and use the same opening credits as they did last season by mistake. <clears throat> so here we go again. The qualifying rounds for next year's Community Shield are now underway and football managers up and down the land know exactly what they have to deal with until the January transfer window springs open. Does it spring open? I mean, if it slams shut, it should spring open, right? Hello? Oh, I forgot Jim's away. Jose Mourinho is probably one of the more grumpy men on the touchline right now because A, he's just quite grumpy and B, his dogged pursuit of a defender came to absolutely nothing. According to the press, he was after Alderweireld, Boateng, Golden, Maguire and Zuma. He literally went from A to Z. There was some good news for Man United fans on deadline day, however, as the club announced the details of their brand new phone app. But unless it's on a six foot two inch phone that can defend crosses, I doubt anybody is going to be buying a shirt with its name on. Meanwhile, Spurs chairman Daniel Levy decided it was about time that he shook things up and ensured that Tottenham joined the other clubs breaking transfer deadline day records by becoming the first Premier League club ever to not sign a single player during the summer window. Although not altogether surprising, some of the way this reported didn't exactly make it clear. I owe an apology to Lee in Cheltenham, who I think is a Spurs fan. He says, Tony, earlier on you said Spurs have signed Zilch. I, I thought he was a Serbian for a moment, <laughs> uh, but no. That's BBC Five Live's Tony Livesey, who confused at least one listener. Later headlines announced that Tottenham had secured the arrival of Argentinian wonderkid Zero and Bulgarian midfield trio should have, would have and could have. But just in case you're still confused and don't get the joke, let me spell it out in simple terms. Spurs signed fuck all. And no, that's not an Algerian fullback. The total opposite of Spurs' transfer window could be seen at Anfield, where Jurgen Klopp has been chucking money around like Joey Barton in a bookies. Yet, he still feels like he's an underdog. I know a lot of people think because we were that active in the transfer window, that's all part of the business, but that doesn't decide anything. The champion is Manchester City. They didn't lose any player. They brought in Mares, so that doesn't make them weaker. We are still Rocky Balboa and not Ivan Drago. We are the one who have to do more, to fight more, to, to do all, this, all these things. That must be our attitude. We have to be like Rocky. Like Rocky? This makes me wonder if it's some kind of insight into how Klopp trains his men. Have the Liverpool players been preparing for the new season like Rocky as well? Running up the steps to art galleries first thing in the morning, punching lumps of meat in a slaughterhouse, and chopping logs with a big axe. Actually, given some of the tackles I've seen from Lovren in the past, those last two might be quite accurate. Klopp compared Manchester City to Ivan Drago, the movie's bad guy created by Russian science and money. And this week, dodgy Russians, money and science came together again as Roman Abramovich chucked another 71 million quid into the Chelsea fire to sign the only player in the world whose first name is also the position he plays. Kepa Arizablaga. The Spaniard joined on a world record fee for a keeper, but that's okay because according to the Daily Mirror, the Blues are getting the goalkeeper of the future! Wow, 
the goalkeeper of the future. What technological wonders has he got? Telescopic arms, magnetic levitation so he can reach the top corner, genetically enhanced giant hands, spring-loaded knees, atomic-powered reactions. To be honest, I don't know. I mean, I could tell you, but then I'd have to read the Daily Mirror. And there are some sacrifices even I'm not prepared to make. Kepa's move was made possible by Thibaut Courtois' refusal to play for Chelsea until he got his move to Real Madrid, where he will no doubt be very happy, at least until he throws his toys out the pram there. And if you need any more evidence that Tibby is a bit of a dick, then just take a look at his Real Madrid unveiling. Despite having played three seasons and become a bit of a cult hero at Real's arch-rivals Atletico, it only took him 30 seconds of when the Galactico shirt to start kissing the badge. That's quicker work than a horny fresher at a university Valentine's party. And also a bit of a dick move. Now, while the window may have closed in England, for the rest of Europe it remains wide open, letting out all the hot air and costing me a fortune in heating bills, meaning the likes of Juventus, Barca, Real, Bayern and other European big boys are still free to tempt Premier League players across the channel with big dirty wads of cash. And one player who could still leave for bigger things and bigger contracts is Paul Pogba. Now, you might have thought that his captain's performance in United's season's opener versus Leicester, scoring a penalty in the opening minutes, was a signal to all that everything was rosy at Old Trafford. But remember, this is Paul Pogba. And the only thing that has more drama than his transfer dealings is his haircuts. And right now, Paul and Jose certainly have their Facebook relationship status set as it's complicated. And that became obvious after the game when the Pog was asked if he was comfortable at the club. There are things I can say and things that I cannot say. Otherwise, I will get fined. When people trust you and have confidence, then you are good in your own head and it's going to be easier. I get it. It's like that game where you have to describe what's on a card without saying certain words. Some things he can say and some things he can't. So he has to describe Jose Mourinho without saying the words egomaniac, miserable, grumpy and negative. (sighs) Fuck. See how that's a challenge. Paul also took to social media after the game and posted on Twitter. I'll always give my best to the fans and the teammates, no matter what's going on. Hashtag Pog feelings. Ooh, notice how he mentions the fans and his teammates, but not his manager. Ouch. This is a bit like when one of your mates goes through a breakup and posts overly positive, but passively aggressive messages on Facebook. Life really is amazing. I'm having a great time. I, I couldn't be happier. I, I love being single. I love it, love it, love it. I love it. It's great. Like, better than great. It's fucking brilliant. I never needed anybody. I love me. I'm all I need to be happy. Don't need no anchors on. Don't need no anchors. I just need me. That's it. Hashtag pug feelings. I'm so lonely. <laughs> That's it from me. We'll be back with the next show in a couple of days. On the leftside.co.uk is the place to go to get the latest episode and find links to our social media and our YouTube videos and get pictures of Jim on holiday and all those nice things that he's doing while I'm here stuck in the studio on my own. Not that I'm bitter. What? I've got to do the credits as well. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salveson.